Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 18 of the Elevate podcast, the podcast that's out to document and elevate the human experience through conscious conversation. I'm your host, Hayden Humphrey, and I'm incredibly excited to be sharing with you my conversation with Austin Uliano. Austin is a social media consultant and public speaker. Austin helps personal brands leverage their expertise to generate more sales, build their audiences, and increase their revenue through social media marketing. Austin went from homeless sleeping out of his car with just a few cents to his name to being one of the fastest growing live stream influencers. Austin teaches and consults how to create more success in life through getting in flow with the universe and by changing our own mental perceptions. In this episode, Austin and I talk about the power of catching the next wave of business, the three internal judges, our brain, our heart, and our gut, and how to set yourself up to better access a flow state. As always, thanks so much for being here. It means a lot you've decided to spend your time with us, and I'm excited to share this episode with you. Austin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you? How, how was your weekend? My weekend's been busy and good. Nice. Good, good busy or like uh, crazy busy or what kind of busy are we talking? A little bit of all of it. Um, for those who are listening, we are in the midst of the lockdown pandemic. So staying busy is good and bad. You know, mm. a little cabin fever at times, trying to stay focused on goals and objectives and things like that. But yeah. overall, good busy. Nice. Um, I'd be curious too, like I, I totally get that and I've had the same exact experience in my business, feeling more focused and feeling like there's a lot of stuff that I'm up to reinventing and creating. Is there anything from like a personal perspective, any like hobbies you've picked up or like things that you've been doing in your personal time to pass the time and enjoy yourself? Absolutely. Um, ironically, and this is going to sound bad, but I've done more socialization now that this pandemic has hit. But let me caveat that it's social distancing, uh, socialization. What I do is a couple of neighbors who also have dogs get together in my alleyway and we stay like six to 10 feet apart and let the dogs run around and play. And we spend every day like chatting with each other, which is fantastic because then I get my human contact and then I'm like, all right, I'm out. And also we're, you know, safe, not (laughs) seeing each other, uh, not breathing on each other or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's one of the things that I've implemented. And the other thing, which I am a huge geek and nerd, and I love playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I DM. So uh, I was doing that out in the alleyway too, because some of my neighbors never heard of it. And they were like, how do we do this? And I was like, great, we're (laughs) going to do this right here, right now. (laughs) Plus, you know, with tools that are online, I play online too. So uh, it's a good way to keep your brain thinking creatively it's a for those who don't know the best way to describe it is a collective storytelling exercise oh that's Um, awesome yeah i've heard so many good things i was like i need to find a dm right dungeon master right isn't that what it is yeah here in chicago try it out (laughs) i mean if you would like let me know i will uh oh cool okay I'll run it for you and like some of your audience. Uh, I love it. Have them hit you guys up and we'll, we'll do something. Okay, play some D&D. 
<laughs> well, that's awesome. Cool, man. Well, uh, so I, I gave the folks a little bit of an intro to who you are and some of the stuff that you're up to in the um, introduction to this show. Um, but I'd love to hear from you directly. Like, what are you up to right now? Um, other than going stir crazy, what I am up to is, well, to, to kind of caveat this, um, I, you gave a little introduction. I am an insane person who likes to do crazy things whenever possible because it pushes my boundaries. Yes. Um, there is something I've consistently found when something scares me that I try and jump into it two feet first because mm -hmm. two things happen. One, it stops scaring me because I'm like, oh man, I can't be scared because it's sink or swim time. Mm -hmm. And two, crazy awesome things end up happening, whether good or bad. If they're good, hooray. If they're bad and I survive it, it turns into an amazing story later on in my life, which, you know, that's always great too. Mm -hmm. uh, being stuck inside with this quarantine with COVID-19 and having everybody freaking out about life and business, uh, you would think I would want to freak out too. And of course, you know, I've had my freak out moments like everybody else. But one of the things that I have been focusing on, which I think is really cool, is finding, well, using social media to listen to what is going on past the emotional noise of people mm -hmm. freaking out and thinking about where the world is going to go and trying to get ahead of it. Because mm -hmm. if we remove our emotions and we look at things objectively, we can start seeing where the world is going to go. And it's kind of like surfing. Um, mm -hmm. We have Adam here who's in San Diego, which guarantees that he has at least gone on a surfboard once. <laughs> you, you, when you're surfing, for those who don't know, you start paddling out, uh, trying to catch the wave before the wave hits you. You have to start moving before the wave. And then if you time it right, the wave picks you up and carries you along. Well, mm -hmm. we are in that moment right now. There mm -hmm. are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who are fundamentally have shifted how they're operating on a day-to-day -day basis. And like, you can use technology to like verify this. If you look at like Google search trends, how to grow your own vegetables has exploded in the search trends because people are home and they're like, I can't go to the store. So how do I grow vegetables? Mm -hmm. um, there are people who are looking for how do I work from home? Because we're now doing that. We're doing Zoom calls instead of meetings. Understanding where the world is kind of going, we can start, you know, course correcting our own life, get ahead of it and create some sort of momentum. Um, one of the mm. things that I have been doing with my partner is we have, so my partner worked at a Fortune 100 company in the, uh, I believe it was brand integrations. Basically, you know, whenever a TV show happens, they would do product placement and the way you have to do it is very native and integrated. So it's not blatant. So like, mm -hmm. cause that ticks us all off. <laughs> commercial and in a movie. Yeah. A commercial in the middle of a movie. Um, the only one who gets away with that is like community's KFC episode, which was hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, she was with a small team and basically what they had to do every single day was pitch these massive brands, you know, 10 million, $50 million deals and 
really speak to executives. So she became really good at building and designing these pitch deck templates, understanding how executives think, you mm-hmm. know, really creating these high level uh, templates or not templates, a uh, high level pitch decks. And so taking that tool set she had, uh, she built templates in Keynote and PowerPoint and started selling them online, but then it turned into eBooks and resumes and things like that, which have become a massive need in the marketplace now because 6.6 million new unemployed people looking mm-hmm. to get jobs, start freelance businesses. Mm-hmm when there are 6.6 million people pitching the same couple of companies that are still open for some of that business, you have to find a way to stand out and having really great designs that you can swap out, you know, images and copy and things like that. And then achieve a new level is been super beneficial, you know, for the people who are using them. And like myself, I've landed a ton of business through, using mm-hmm. her templates. Mm-hmm. So like that is something that I've been focused on and building with her, which is fantastic. Nice. That's awesome. The two, the two things I love in that, that you just mentioned, one was like the, this idea of riding the wave, like there are all of these things that are out of your control, but the thing that is in your control is whether or not you decided to go with the flow or against the flow. Um, and there's so much value and there's so much power in surrendering to where things are going versus lamenting how they've changed or, um, you know, continuing to be upset about how they've changed or how things have shifted. Um, And the second thing was also like cutting through the noise. Like, how are you showing up differently? How are you showing up in a unique or an authentic way that actually has people resonate with you and take the action that you're inviting them to take versus just contributing to, um, you know, more of the noise of the static or whatever it might be. Um, with, uh, social media, cause you know, obviously a lot of your work is in social media and digital marketing. How did you get involved in that arena or what brought you to that arena? Uh, absolutely. There's one thing before I jump into that, because I mm-hmm. realized I was just talking about this and I think your listeners might want to know. Uh, it is for anybody who is interested in them, in the templates and getting okay. those things, it's at templatemonkey.co. Nice. Okay. I'll throw that in the show notes as well. Can do. So how I got into social media, it's a long and windy story, but there's a through line, a theme throughout the entire thing. Uh, Before social media was a thing, I had my first instance of going viral. What happened was I worked at a small mountain with my girlfriend. Uh, We were both snowboard instructors. Mm -hmm. And I was like 17, 18 at the time. And one of the things they do at the end of the year is something called a slush cup, where they dig out a giant pond, it's, they fill it with water, you go off a jump and try and skim across. And obviously, most people fall in, it's cold, but it's springtime, so like you don't freeze to death, you just like get cold, everybody laughs and have a good time. Mm. She tried to do it, fell in, I did it successfully, and I made the front page of the paper, because when I came down, I came down in nothing but a leopard printed thong. So... <laughs> Imagine this guy with a giant afro, because I didn't have a haircut, a white afro, Uh white man's afro, uh, leopard printed thong snowboarding down the mountain. They got a photo of it. I can literally send it to you because it's on my computer. It's ridiculous. (laughs) And 
my mother saw it the next day, which happened to be Easter Sunday. And it's the only reason I'm alive because she saw it while I was with all our family. So she couldn't murder me and hide my body. <laughs> Too many witnesses. Yeah. Too many witnesses. So guys, keynote, if you're going to do something like that, make sure there are a lot of witnesses around you when your mother finds out because they can't kill you while there are witnesses. Uh, but she, my girlfriend saw that at the time and uh, we weren't together then. Uh, but years later, we met up and that's how she remembered me. So I actually got the love of my life by doing something uh, crazy and ridiculous. Love it. But what ended up happening is I got into social media because when I met her, she was a graphic designer and I was a massage therapist, not in marketing or social media. I was running my own business. She was kind of running a freelance business. And on like our second or third date, I ended up selling her services for her. And she was like, do you want to keep selling my services? And I was like, do you want to keep dating me? And <laughs> kind of worked out from there, you know, sales. Yeah. Sales supply and demand. You know, if, if there's that demand, you got to get something in return. <laughs> it's the right mentality. And from there, it, we were in a small upstate New York town and people were doing crazy things. They were spending $1,000 on a full page print ad in the local magazine that had 10,000 impressions. And I, I was just like, what are you guys doing? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Why are you spending that much money? How much business has that gotten you, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay. Here, instead of doing this full page print ad, watch what I can do for $250 using Facebook advertising. Because at the time, that was like the only thing. And you couldn't track clicks or anything like that, really. You could like show impressions, but you could do a little bit more, not like the robust nature that it is today. Mm -hmm. And I started selling Facebook advertising to all these little small businesses in the area, and they were blown away. And then I started doing consulting, teaching people like, Hey, you know, this is 10 plus years ago. I was like, Hey, you're going to want to have an email list because this is what we can do. And I helped people set that stuff up. Mm. And from there, we grew this like little tiny agency, which did really well. But because I'm 20 something and kind of stupid, I made bad moves. I had the wrong mentality. I didn't innovate and adapt fast enough. And everything we built kind of crumbled. And then what happened is we looked at each other, my girlfriend and myself, and we were like, cool. So the smart move right now is to sell off everything, move back in with my mother, you know, figure my life out, get a job and start this whole thing over again, like build myself back up. And this is where I started to learn the power of trusting my intuition I had this little niggle inside of me, this little feeling that if I do that, while it is a safe move, I was going to die. Not physically, mm -hmm. but internally. My drive, my motivation, who yeah. I really is. And I went, that is not what I need to do. And I know this is a smart move. I know this is a safe move. If I ask anybody, they're like, no, do this thing. And I was like, what is the thing that scares me? And we looked at each other and we said, New York City, with no connections, no money, no opportunities, with literally nothing, we packed up our few belongings, everything else we threw in a storage unit, and we drove my hunk of junk car down to New York City. 
And as we got there, we were like kind of sleeping out of the car, um, kind of trying to figure our life out. It mm-hmm. broke down on one of the only streets that had 24-7 parking, which I know anybody who lives in New York City is going to call BS, but like it was in Brooklyn. It was in this like back corner street. And we were like, how in God's name, this is a miracle that my car is breaking down here. Yeah. And there was a caravan behind us of two people sleeping in like a, a, a caravan driving car thing. Um, and for three months, we lived out of my car. We had a YMCA membership, so we went there to shower. We went to Starbucks every day because $3.50 was a small coffee that unlimited refills, and we could get Wi-Fi and you know, meeting places. Mm-hmm. And that's where the next major lesson came in my life, which was you can cannot control the situations that's going on, but you can control how you approach it. So every day we started doing activities in the physical world, such as, you know, applying for jobs. We started a blog and writing every single day, but then we also started doing mental work and emotional work. Every day I listened to motivational videos on YouTube because I realized that my brain was consuming certain stimuli. And if I consume the right stuff in my brain, then it changed how I was thinking every single day. And I noticed that when I stopped listening to the things that were motivating and inspiring me and making me learn new things, then I stopped taking the actions that were going to eventually get me out of the situation. Right. And this went on for a, a while and it was very difficult until one day, uh, there's a, I, I don't know the quote exactly, but there's this quote that opportunity shows up in overalls and hard work. There's a social media that hit called Meerkat. It premiered at South by Southwest, and it was a live streaming app. And this was a new medium. We know what live streaming is now, but at the time, mm-hmm. nobody knew what it was. It was new. It was interesting. And I was like, okay let me jump two feet in because this sounds cool. And there was a friend of mine who I jumped in with and on our first live stream, we had 3000 concurrent viewers watching us. Wow. And I was just like, holy crap. That is so many people. And it was weird because we were still trying to figure it out. So we didn't have the format down and we were just bantering back and forth and we were talking a little bit of business, but then it turned into a weekly show where he and I were talking about business together. And there was this weird little imposter syndrome that I started feeling Mm. because I was like, I'm sleeping out of my car. I'm homeless. I have failed as a business owner. Um, I didn't understand at the time that, failing in business is actually kind of normal, especially when you're starting out and that like you learn a lot when you mess up. Um, And so I had this imposter syndrome happening, which started my saboteur to come out where I wanted to stop because I was like, well, Mm -hmm. I'm not being authentic. You know, I'm not being real. And I took a hot second to look at myself. And then I realized that if I come out and I say, hey, this is actually what's going on. 
there's one of two things can happen. Either I lose everything or people connect with me and understand that life is not black and white, that gray is actually the most important color because that's where we operate every day. So I did it. I came out and I was like, this is kind of the world I live in. This is what happened. This is why, you know, and I had an audience I wanted and I made it very clear. It's like, I'm not looking for a handout. I'm just like, I realize what is happening and this is the things you can learn. And like, Mm. you know, and what ended up happening is from that place of being vulnerable, being willing to show the crap that has happened in your life people are able to connect with you on a deeper level. And more importantly, doing it from a place where it's not cathartic, where you're like, oh, I'm healing so much by sharing this. But instead, here's the life lesson I've gotten after I've worked through this on my own. Mm -hmm. You really get to drive a ton of value to the audience and give them this beautiful gift that they actually get to receive. And that has actually allowed me to grow even further and even faster and connect with more people. And eventually that got me out of my situation. I'm shortening this up Mm -hmm. uh, to how I got into social media. And from there, it kind of like steamrolled and, you know, we came across the country. I'm now living in Beverly Hills. Uh, So it's been a crazy journey, but yeah, that's, that's the very long answer to a very short question. Oh man, I love that. There's a ton, there's so many pieces that I want to comment on, but I think the, the biggest one is just pointing to and acknowledging the amount of courage and self-trust it takes to say, Hey, um, here's the, you know, here's the situation that I'm in. I'm in, you know, I just had this business. It just failed. The quote unquote smart thing is to go home and, you know, play it safe and find a job. And it feels like there's something that's calling me towards a different path and towards something bigger. And I don't really understand it, but I trust that in leaning into my intuition and following that, that it's going to work out in the end, how it should. Um, and I think, man, on so many levels, there's, there's just so much wisdom in that. Like, how do you listen more to what your body is telling you and, and what your gut is telling you versus how it should be going or what you should be doing or, um, any, any of those pieces. So yeah, I just really want to acknowledge the amount of trust that that takes. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, to answer the question you just put out, I don't know if you realize how do you trust knowing Mm -hmm. like what direction it is? My grandpa told me this story when I was younger about how to do this. And I'm going to make it shorter because obviously I can talk for a long time. But my grandpa said to me, whenever you come to these life decisions, these big life decisions, inside of you are three judges. Those three judges help determine your direction. And it's a democracy. So you ask the judges and they give you the answer and you pick the best, the ones that two of the three judges have agreed upon. Those three judges are your brain, your heart, and your gut. And each of those judges have different good and bad traits. Your brain is very logical. It's very right and can argue its way through anything. But the problem is if you only listen to your brain, then your ego kicks up and you start making egoic decisions, which leads to self-destruction. The second judge is your gut. Your gut is really good at just understanding everything that's going on and making decisions, but it doesn't feel logical. And like, you know, this, if you live in New York city and you normally go home one way and then it's nighttime and you're like, 
normally I cut through this alley, <laughs> but I don't want to cut through this alley today. Mm. Always listen to your gut in that situation. Mm. The problem though is if you only listen to your gut all the time, your gut wants to keep you safe and it is that lizard brain mentality and it keeps you fat and lazy. So it doesn't necessarily make you follow your dreams. It doesn't necessarily like make a logical decision. It's usually right most of the times, but sometimes it needs to be checked. And your heart is fantastic for helping you find things that grab you and, and are passionate about. And if you follow your heart, you know, you're always going to be inspired to like take action. But the problem with the heart is that the heart is fleeting. It, mm. it grabs you and you're like, oh my God, this thing is beautiful and amazing and lovely and I want to go do it. And then after like two weeks, it's like, yeah, I'm over this thing. You know, <laughs> I want to go try this other thing. Or when right. it gets really bad, it stops really caring about anything. And it's like, I don't want to pay taxes. It's not fun. And you kind of need to pay your taxes, you yeah. know? So when these decisions come up, you just take a minute, like go into yourself, ask your brain, ask your gut, ask your heart what the judge's rulings are. And mm. then once you understand what those rulings are, you grab the one that agrees and kind of take action. Mm. Nice. I love that. Um, I think the the cool part about that too is I would imagine that everyone has one of those judges that they rely on more heavily. Like for me, I'm so, I'm so brain focused. Like I'm said, I'm so like head oriented, which has been great in some aspects. But then I also start to realize that like the problem of living in the logical black and white is there's no area for gray. Like it's either, you know, one way or the other, and there's not a whole lot of room for just like being with the ambiguity of it. So part of it's also been learning, like, how do I tune into those other two, you know, the heart and the gut, and then make decisions from that place versus is just solely, you know, relying on my brain and what's going on up there. Yes. Every time I've ever gone viral or had any massive success, it has not been because I followed my brain. It's because I follow my heart or my gut and I put something crazy and absurd and weird out there that is for me. Yeah. And it does insanely well. The brain is great when it's like, hey, how do I build a business? You know, I have this idea. How do I bring it down to a strategic, tactical, daily activity level Great. Follow your brain on that. Follow, mm -hmm. you know, the smartest brains on that. But mm -hmm. when it comes to like finding that passion, the brain's not good at that. Yeah, totally. Um, and I'd be curious too, you know, in terms of actually practicing that, checking in with the judges, following your gut, following your heart, following your head, um, like in everything that's going on right now with the pandemic and the virus and, you know, a lot of people are now in situations that they've probably never been in before, like having to work from home and or, you know, not having employment and now needing to look for a job or, you know, having their businesses impacted and they need to figure out how to build clients and, and generate leads in a way that's sustainable. Um, when it comes to like what's going on right now, like how do you see this brain, heart, gut conversation playing into it? Um, or even just more generally from like a mindset perspective, like what's important for folks who are in those situations right now? Okay. Uh, I think this is a couple of questions. So I'm going to approach this in a couple of different ways. First, how do you practice building those muscles in essence, those decision-making muscles is the first part that I'm getting. And what I would say to that is 
they are muscles, therefore you have to do something every single day. What I did uh, to kind of build those muscles when I was homeless sleeping out of my car, I had 43 cents to my name. And I went, holy crap, this is kind of crazy and scary. How do I get out of this situation? And I was listening to Tony Robbins and he mm-hmm. talked about the power of in essence, tithing, giving something away. And he was like, if you can't give 10 cents for every dollar, there's no way you're going to give a million out of 10 million, right? And I went, okay, well, I have 43 cents and I'm not giving my 43 cents away. Like that is, you know, the first little bit I need to get food for the next day. Like that, that I couldn't do that. And I was like, and then I heard from somebody else and I forget where I heard it, but basically there was a scientific study that was done where the TLDR of it is that your brain does not know the difference between reality and imagination. So when you imagine something to happen, the same neurons fire in the same way as when it actually happens. Mm. And I know this for a fact because I'm a snowboarder and I would snowboard literally every single day and then I would fall asleep at night and I would literally be dreaming about snowboarding, wake up the next morning and my whole body would be sore because <laughs> the muscles are still firing at nighttime. Yeah. And so I went, okay, how do I tithe when I have nothing? And so I started walking around New York City and I imagined I had $10,000 of cash in my pocket. And I would walk up to people and I would give them the $10,000 in cash. And I know it sounds crazy, but like my mental thing was, what would happen? What would be the reaction? Mm. And I mentally played through this, this idea of giving people money. And it helped build that muscle because I, I physically felt the joy of them receiving it. I felt them going, this is a joke. This is a candid camera thing. You know, the no, like I, they went through literally every single emotion. So when it comes to like how to determine, um, how to build those muscles, it's literally doing some sort of activity that stimulates it. When it comes to the second part of the question is like, how does this apply to like the pandemic we're having right now? Well, it comes into really taking that time to listen and kind of see where the world is going and start moving before the world starts pushing you that way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, finding a new business, launching a new business. Um, If you are unemployed, start pitching yourself, start learning. I cannot stress this enough. Go to something like Skillshare and start learning new things. There's a, if you're, I don't care what business you're in, Learn marketing and learn sales. They are Mm -hmm. universally necessary. Knowing how to do sales by itself will consistently make you a very successful person because sales are the lifeblood of every business. Marketing is how you get more sales opportunity. And then uh, it's also about being willing to do uh, the grunt work. And a Mm -hmm. lot of us who have been in, in life a few years forget that going back to the basics is sometimes very necessary. There's a program I joined, um, which is through Billy Jean. He is this well-known marketer and he did this program where it's like, if I had nothing, what would I do to be successful? And he, he gave this really great example where he's like, you contact all these businesses that have low reviews on Yelp or Google or whatever, 
and you say to them, hey, you know, uh, can I contact your clients on your behalf to get your reviews and increase your reviews? Because like if you have a three-star review on Yelp, nobody's going to go to you. You right. need a four or five-star. And they understand that because it actually translates into more dollars. And what you do is when they say yes, the way you get paid is like every positive review we get you, it's like 20 bucks or something like that. And then after the client says yes, you get their contact information of all their clients, their name, their email address, their phone numbers, and then you use a service like a text messaging service to reach out to all of them and say, hey, you know, in essence, I'm contacting you on behalf of this. We really appreciate your service. Would you please leave us a review? Here's a bit.ly link to the place to give reviews. And then they do that. And like, you're getting paid based off of your results, not mm -hmm. based off of like an hourly time commitment. Mm -hmm. Change your mentality on how you get paid in this day and age of scarcity and go, I'm only getting paid based off of results I can generate. And you can make a ton of money. Yeah, I love that. It's um, like the adaptability and the flexibility piece. It's the same thing I've been looking at, you know, in my own business, the, you know, really my bread and butter is one-to-one -one coaching, uh, which is great. And I think that there's a lot of opportunity now to be able to support people and provide value to people in a way that's a more accessible investment. So some sort of like, you know, online resource, membership, community, group coaching, those sorts of things. But I think the the thing that's really resonated with me in the last you know, a couple of days and last couple of weeks, especially is like, don't be married to how you make money in a sense, <laughs> just like, don't be married to the particular method, be open to, you know, flexing and, and adapting and, and changing whatever needs to be changed. And I've noticed this with my clients too, is, um, I'm also in the consulting coaching space and sometimes you need to have somebody on the outside looking in to be like, cool. If you shift three millimeters to your left, Here's where the whole world opens up. We are so close to our own businesses right. and our own lives and our own BS that it is very difficult at times to step back and actually take a big picture approach. But mm -hmm. like that's where you or I come in really well because I can look at somebody's business and I can go, cool, all your content is doing this. This is where all your results are. This is what you're doing. Here's a way to lay out a new business, a new program, a new whatever, and you're going to increase your profit margins by you know, 20% doing mm -hmm. these three small shifts or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being able to be the third party um, and point people in a direction that they might not have thought of before. Um, super duper important. Um, I actually wanted to ask you, uh, so I was looking at your LinkedIn profile before this and one of the things that you had listed was, and I might butcher this, so excuse me, um, autodidacticism, mm. like this idea of uh, self-learning, you know, being a self-starter in a sense. So I just wanted to get a sense for like what your relationship was with that concept and how you saw that play out in your own life. That concept has been a huge part of my life because I actually sucked at school and I thought I was really stupid. I failed English and was in remedial English for grammar and, and my ability to write. Uh, and I always thought that I was kind of dumb. Um, mm. What I realized is there are different styles of learning and it, you got to find your style. And I'm a very kinesthetic learner. I'd love to get my hands dirty, get in and actually do things because that's the way I learn. So I found that 
my ability to learn was through my ability to take action. And I didn't know how to write. And so the first thing I did is I started a blog, which is the most crazy thing. <laughs> and I remember my very like first decent blog article before I published it, I was sitting in a Starbucks crying as a 20 something year old, like a freaking baby. Cause I was dealing with all the emotions that I have been told how stupid I was in various ways, mm. shape and form. Mostly the things I was telling myself and I cried and cried and cried. And then I finally got it out and I hit publish. And then the crazy thing was when I hit publish, it was on LinkedIn pulse when LinkedIn just launched pulse, which is mm -hmm. their uh, blog platform that they have. And that article over the weekend had 2,200 shares and 20,000 people look at wow. the thing and read it. And I was just like, holy crap. Uh, <laughs> but from there, it's, it's been consistent in my life because the best resource you can have for learning is audiobooks. If you don't listen to audiobooks, uh, you're insane because there's so much wisdom in the world. And you can mm -hmm. listen at like 1.5 to 2x speed, so you reduce the time. So I've had an Audible membership for years. Um, I've gone through so many books. I'm a part of Skillshare, which is a website for $10 a month. You can learn just about anything. I actually am a course creator on Skillshare. Nice. And uh, my Facebook advertising course is one of the top ones on there. Uh, YouTube is the best university in existence. It's just about finding ways to learn and actually implementing for myself. And for you, like Google and YouTube and all these other platforms, if you want to learn how to do anything, just start, mm -hmm. just start asking questions into the internet and the internet responds. <laughs> it's um, the, this whole idea of being a self learner and a self propelled learner, you know, it's so interesting, even what you were saying, uh, you know, a little bit earlier about doing the grunt work, I've realized that that is something that I had been avoiding or resistant to in terms of marketing my business, like actually understanding, like, how do I put together a client profile? How do I look at my funnel? How do I look at, how do I test these things? So I make sure that the content that I'm putting out is actually resonating, you know, with people like, like all of these pieces. Um, and I find that one of the things that got in my way was, you know, going back to this idea of judges, I was so brain focused. And I realized that a lot of the decisions that I, you know, was making was from this place of ego and ego doesn't like to be incorrect or <laughs> it wants to know everything. <laughs> so it's been this really interesting process of starting to take a look at like, where have I been, you know, acting like I know what I'm doing or where have I, you know, where have I been acting like I don't need support or don't need help and how do I go get help? And like, how do I, you know, how do I learn to set up these marketing funnels in a way that makes sense? And so much of that has just come from like, Googling and searching and looking for the information. Yeah. And I would highly suggest for everybody who's listening, if you're brand new to anything, start doing it yourself. Uh, the resourcefulness is the most important resource to have, period, end of story. So mm -hmm. like start yourself doing these things. And then once you've hit some level of success, the best way to grow and scale that I have found and so many other people is having mentors, having people who have gone and walked this path before be able to come in because I can look at somebody's funnel, like I can look at your funnel, Hayden, and I will be able to go, 
cool. If you make these three changes, you're going to go from converting at 10% to converting at 40% because mm. when you've done it 10,000 times, you just right. know, you know, and it's about consistently getting in experts to optimize and grow mm-hmm. once you get those initial results. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I would imagine too, you know, after you have this, you know, maybe basic understanding of all of the different areas of your business, and then it makes it so much more, um, I, I feel like the decisions that you make, the, the structures that you put in place are interdisciplinary and just so much more likely to actually work and function in the way that, that you want them to. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, one of the other things that I was curious about too, in you know reading through the stuff on your site and also reading through your LinkedIn profile, um, I, I'd be curious what role spirituality, um, if any, plays in your business and the stuff that you're up to. What role spirituality plays in my business? Uh, it literally drives everything I do. Mm. Just, that's the simplest answer. Um, mm-hmm. It's been hard at times for me to say it and like actually agree because again, I'm like you, very brain focused, have Mm -hmm. a big ego, you know, I want to be in control of everything, but like it's, there, there's some amazing spiritual people out there that like absolutely you should listen to. Um, And I can give you a list of people. I don't have them off the top of my head because they're (laughs) all in my phone and that's where my brain is. But like consistently, I have found that when I listen to the spirituality, however you want to describe it, God, universe, your higher self, your angels, whatever terminology you want to use, when you listen to them, they will basically guide you. They will say, yes, you should be doing these following things today, but this is what you're being called to do today. And the challenge that a lot of people face it because it takes time to learn this and it takes practice like anything else is learning when you're putting something off because you're being called to do something else from spiritual you know higher self like place and then when you're putting something off because your ego doesn't want to do that thing so you're like oh i'll go do this other thing to keep me you know happy or whatever because it's, it's hard to learn that. And I don't have a, like, here's your perfect way of doing it. You just have to practice. But -hmm. what I've found is when I listen to that and I kind of just follow like, okay, do this thing. You get into what I call the flow state. And many other people have called it that, um, where it's not difficult. It's not hard to put hours upon hours into the work you do. And what happens is being in that flow state, you will get so much more done in such a higher level than if you spent all week doing the shoulds of your life. And so I have found that I consistently go from flow state to flow state to flow state, or that's my goal at least. And sometimes that flow state is literally, hey, Austin, do not do anything. Chill the F out. And I'm like, but I have this list of things I need to do. And they're like, shut up, chill out, go into yourself, deal with the emotions that are coming up. And Mm. that's really hard for the ego. Yeah. But when you do that, then other things start falling into place and then magic takes over. 
and mm-hmm. cool connections happen. I love that so much. It's um, I've definitely experienced the same thing, especially recently. I think that this is this is one of the things I've been talking about a lot recently too. Is because of everything that's happened with social distancing and quarantining, it's forced me to stay inside and focus more than I have previously. Cause otherwise I'd be out, you know, doing stuff, running out, doing workshops, getting coffee with people, you know, whatever it was. And now because I'm here, you know, at home, I now have these very long uninterrupted stretches of time, like three or four hours of time. And what I'm finding is when I give myself that time to sit down and actually create and be creative and get into that flow state, not only does it feel amazing, but I feel like I can knock out so much more in a, in, in such a short period of time time. Um, and you know, this, you know, what you mentioned about the, how it's difficult for the ego sometimes, I think, you know, you and I being similar in the sense of being head driven people, being focused, you know, being, um, somebody that, you know, people that want to go out and create a lot out in the world. It's sometimes difficult for me to, not feel like I'm working uphill or it's like somehow I've equated me pushing against resistance with hard work and Mm -hmm. hustle and that's the way through it versus like, what's the easy thing to do right now? Like what's the easy fun thing, you know, that, that feels like I'm surrendering to that higher, you know, spiritual power instead of like trying to push this giant boulder up a hill. Yep. And it is such a hard balance because there are times like, let's, let's be real. There are times where you just need the willpower to sit down and finish up that thing that you may not want to do anymore. And sometimes you got to listen to that. You know what I mean? Like there are deadlines that we have, like Mm. when the tax man comes calling, you better have that thing done, you know, period, (laughs) end of story. There's no like, I don't feel like I want to be in flow. It's like, no, you get that done. Um, But yeah, I, I, I don't know where I'm going with this other than (laughs) making fun of, taxes in uh so this idea of being in floors like flow state more consistently um i'd be curious if there's anything that you do as far as like your schedule or your physical environment or like anything that you actually set up external from you to support you being in that state more often oh absolutely um there's a lot of things i have set up there is first off when i wake up your morning routine predicates what you do for the rest of the day. I, mm-hmm. I've, every successful person talks about this. It's really true. Um, I do not check my emails anymore until like very late in the day to the point where it's absurd. I, uh, Hayden can vouch for this. I f- forgot to respond to your emails <laughs> a number of times um, because I have found that getting into reactive work like that sets you off to do a ton of reactive things. So in the morning, I start by what I call my consumption phase. I make my coffee, I have my food. Generally speaking, I try and listen to something that either makes me happy because it's a personal time or it uh, stimulates my brain. And then from there, if I... I have systems in place to get into a creative space. Our brains are the best pattern recognition tools in existence. If I have coffee and I sit down and I listen to an album, the same album I listen to every single time in the exact same order, the same songs, my brain automatically starts going into that creative place. And by the second song, Mm. I can write 1,500 words in an article for an article 
at, by the time the album's done. And it's uh, an amazing hack. So mm-hmm. things like that I've put into place. I, um, I leave large stretches of time where I try and not have distractions because that is where you're going to have that magic sort of happen. Now that's really difficult in the world we kind of live in because I have a significant other of kind of a smaller home. So we're on top of each other, plus a dog that's like, Hey, play with me when the sun is up and you're home all day. So this is the best thing ever, but you do what you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. It's um, I've realized too, there is a, there's a podcast. I don't know if you're familiar. It's called the unmistakable creative, I think is the name of it. Yeah. So they had a, um, they had an episode a while ago that was talking about the power of environments and they were talking about the difference between willpower and, and environment and willpower only works when you're thinking about it, but environments are acting on you 24 seven, like 24 hours a day. Uh, and so there's an opportunity in actually getting really intentional about how you set up your environments to support you in being more creative and being more productive and being more efficient. Um, I was like writing down all the things that you said because I was like, that's, I need to do that. That sounds genius. So like being able to set up that kind of morning routine um, almost as like an an on-ramp to the day um, and setting you up for success, I think is hugely valuable. For anybody who doesn't believe uh, what Hayden just said, I'm going to challenge you, go buy a dozen cupcakes and put them in your fridge and have a cupcake sit on your counter, your desk every single day and tell yourself you're not allowed to eat that cupcake and see how long that <laughs> cupcake stays there. I'd eat it immediately before I got home. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> your so environment cool. dictates so much. So like creating environments for success are so important. Mm, love that. Um, so I'd be curious, like in the stuff that you're up to in your businesses, in your organizations, in your personal life, like what's the vision for you? What's the vision for me? Oof. <laughs> we're going, we're going deep. Uh, well, my number one vision is having 9 billion people know who I am. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's literally everybody in the entire world. Now, I understand that's maybe not feasible, but I figure if I shoot for that really big number, I'll be able to get at least a, a good level of people knowing who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, I understand that the more I invest in myself, my own personal brand, that it's something nobody can take away. Uh, you know, you can, your business can crumble with a coronavirus happening overnight, you know, but nobody can take away you building your own audience, your own brand, your Mm -hmm. own skill sets, your own expertise, and that lasts eternal. So my number one thing is that from there, it is about creating the most good I can. Entrepreneurship is the best form of social good that I have Mm -hmm. consistently found because if you really break down what entrepreneurship is. It's exchanging something for value, right? And ideally, if you're a really good entrepreneur, if Hayden, you give me a dollar, I will show you how to make five or $10 back in value, or I will give you something for five to $10 back in value. That's why these Mm -hmm. templates, for example, are fantastic because 
you know, the Fortune 100 that hired my significant other paid her thousands upon thousands of dollars for every single one of these templates, which then turned around, or every one of these pitch decks, which then turned around and made them millions. Well, mm -hmm. if you buy a set of, say, 14 ebooks for like, let's say 50 bucks or whatever, ebook templates, that allows you to create opt-ins. That allows you to create your course program that you want to launch. That allows you to create anything you kind of desire in that format quickly and efficiently. Now you don't have to hire a graphic designer. You don't have to hire you know, a copywriter because it's your own work. Like You can put something together so fast, which then you go and sell for $5,000. You turn $50 into $5,000 almost overnight. You know. Mm -hmm. Finding ways of being of value and service is the baseline of entrepreneurship. So mm -hmm. that is kind of where I'm going. Now, I go to the money because that's something everybody understands, but it also translates into sharing your wisdom. There's a reason why I'm a public speaker. There's a, yes, it's great for business, but really it comes down to getting up on stage and talking to people and talking about my experiences and the lessons I've learned. Because if you listen to this and you know, you don't opt in, you don't buy anything, that's fine. If you've gained value, if you learned a skill set, if you change your life, that is so much greater because one of your listeners can turn around and create some social good movement that fundamentally fundamentally changes the world. That's awesome. That's so cool. And that's something I want to be a part of in whatever mm. minuscule way I can, you know? Mm, totally. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Man, 9 billion people. You're well on your way. Thank you. <laughs> Love it. Cool, man. Well, uh, so to close out the show, there's a couple things um, that I like to close out with. First and foremost is where can people find you online? The easiest way is my website and social media handles are all the same thing. It is Austin, A-U-S-T-I-N-I-U-L-I-A-N-O. AustinUliano.com, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, you, you name it, I'm there. All um, of them. All of them. Find me on whatever one you like, whatever one you uh, prefer to consume on and engage with and come say hi to me. That's like awesome. the best thing ever. Awesome. I'll put those in the uh, show notes as well so people can find you. Um, and then second is what's a piece of wisdom that you would leave everyone with to elevate themselves, their communities in the world? So instead of a piece of wisdom, I'm just going to give a book recommendation because I find that those are the best things. Awesome. The one that I'm reading right now that I think should be on every single person's reading list is called The Magician's Way, What It Really Takes to Find Your Treasure by mm. William Whitecloud. It is a fantastic story that really fundamentally talks about everything we've kind of talked about on here and so <laughs> much more. And honestly, read it. <laughs> awesome. And then I'd like to close out with acknowledgements. Um, Austin, are you open to me acknowledging you? Oh, yeah. He's, you can't see it, but he's fist pumping right now. Um, yeah, Austin. Oh, man. There's a lot of stuff that I want to acknowledge you for. First and foremost is just thanks for 
bringing so much energy and levity and optimism everywhere that you go. Like it's just been such a joy to be able to connect with you. Um, and like, I feel more energetic and optimistic after, <laughs> after this conversation. Um, so thanks for just like bringing that natural innate goodness everywhere. Thank um, you. I accept that. Yeah. Uh, I also just want to acknowledge you for your authenticity. Like I get that like who you are here is who you are everywhere. Um, so thanks for being willing to like share the full extent of yourself with the world and with everybody that you come into contact with. Um, thanks for practicing trust and being a, a role model of what it means to trust yourself in spite of stories, in spite of external circumstances, in spite of like whatever's happened. I think that that's a message that people need to hear. And I think that's the story that you have is so incredibly inspiring and impactful for um, the folks who come into contact with you. Um, and I think lastly, just like, thanks for your commitment to growth. Like I totally get that. Um, it was funny too, after I was like looking up the, uh, that, autodidacticism uh, quote. I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, thanks for just being like so self-driven and so committed to growth and, you know, continuing to expand your knowledge base around entrepreneurship and social media um, and also the human condition and spirituality. Like, it's just always such a joy to be able to connect with other entrepreneurs who, who believe in and incorporate a lot of, you know, spiritual components into their business. Um, the world needs a lot more of it. So thanks for, uh, thanks for being that out in the world, man. Thank you. Thank you. I accept all those things. That's fantastic here, yes. man. Welcome. Awesome. Well, cool, man. Well, thanks so much for being on and uh, looking forward to staying connected. Me too. Uh, thank you for everything. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this show and want to stay up to date on new episodes or other special offers, I'd invite you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And if there's ever anything I can do to support you, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. See you next time.